Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word from May 24th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I'm actually about to wrap up the series. I started January 2nd, and I'm going to end it this Friday, and then we're going to move on to another series, and I'm excited about it. But we've been studying the miracles of Jesus all year long, and I pray that I trust that by now your faith is being built up to the point where you could believe God for anything, where you could see the invisible and believe God for the impossible, that you don't ever feel overwhelmed, that you don't ever feel like you can't do something. Why? Because God is on you and in you and with you and for you. Put that in the chat. Say, God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. And if God is for me, then he is more than the whole wide world against me. God is on my side. Come on now. I want you to, to be encouraged. The miracles of Jesus were designed to help us to build up our faith and to believe in a God He can do anything. So this is the, the conclusion of the matter. So I'm giving you a conclusion this week. This is conclusion of the Miracle Series Part 3. And the title of today's message is Why the Miracles Matter. Put that in the chat. Why the Miracles Matter. We need to know why these miracles matter to us today. And we're going to talk about it. Get ready to receive. All right, so before we get started, this is actually something I just saw in the chat. So Tracy Gonzalez, uh, she just shared this. She said, hey, because you know, when I was praying a few minutes ago, this was before the, the YouTube version of this, but in the live stream, when I was pr praying a few minutes ago, and I said, I feel like, I feel led that somebody uh, needs a financial breakthrough. And then I prayed and I prayed that if you have seed in the ground, that you reap a harvest. And this is what Tracy Gonzalez said. Thank you for praying for me. I have two... Uh, God programs and need funds to complete them. I have much seed in the ground. So God, uh, so I thank you, Lord, for the harvest. All right. So that's what she shared. But here's my point in sharing that with you. While I was praying, I just felt a divine impulse to pray for that. And so what happens is when, when first of all, we need to pray. I, I taught on, on, on prayer, and this is not part of my message, like today's word for this morning, but I just feel led to address this right now. When we're praying, we should be sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. And what, what God really wants is for us to pray back to him the prayers that he's already prayed over us. So this is the confidence, John said in 1 John. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we pray or ask for anything that is in accordance with his will, then two things are going to happen. He hears us and we know that we already have it. <laughs> and so when we're praying, we got to pray for things that are in accordance with his will. And when he reveals to me, basically he's saying, hey, son, pray for this because I already gave it to you. Now I'm praying for him to give me what he already gave me. Now two things are going to happen when I pray like that. Number one, he hears my prayers. Number two, I believe I already have it. And it's only a matter of time before I see the manifestation of it. So when you are walking with God, whether it be in prayer or not, and you, you sense like these divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, don't ignore them. Like, you know, be sensitive to them. Say amen to that. Have you ever been there where, where like, you know, you felt like an impulse to do this or instead of going to work the way I normally do, I just kind of felt led to go this way, but I ignored it. And then something happened over here. I was like, dog, that was the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? So you have to build up that sensitivity to be able to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things at all times. All right. 
That was free. That wasn't part of my message, but now let me get to it. All right. Psalms 126 and 4 is something that we've been looking at all year long. I want to go back to it again today. Psalms 126 and 4 is just a, a scripture that we're meditating on at our church, and I want to share it with you. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. At our church, we believe that this season, 2023, is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And so as we're believing God for this, any area of your life that went dry in this past season, I believe that in this season, God is going to do it again. He's going to restore you and take you to another level and streams of refreshing will flow over you until dry hearts are drenched again. Say amen to that. All right. So let's talk about the miracles. Why do the miracles matter? Well, in the midst of this world, 2023, the modern world, the contemporary world, it's easy to wonder why should we even care about something that happened over 2,000 years ago? But it still matters this morning. Like what I'm dealing with today is that the miracles of Jesus were not just like historical events. The miracles of Jesus serve as vibrant illustrations for us today to remind us, that can resonate with us in a way that, are, that, that is very deep and personal, that God can do all things. They reveal the character of God, the unchanging nature of God. They reveal the compassion of God, the provision of God, and his desire to bless his children, right? And so in the miracles of Jesus, we see that Jesus was going around ministering to those who were hurting. That reveals to us the heart of God. When Jesus healed the sick, when he fed the hungry, when he calmed the storm, when he raised the dead, he was showing to us that God is not some distant, despondent, disconnected God. He is a loving and caring heavenly father who deeply cares about his children, and he will go out of his way to bless us. So as a matter of fact, when you get an understanding that God is your father, that God is He's not like, oh God, this, no, no, no. He's my daddy. He's Abba. The Bible says we call out to him when the Holy Spirit is in our hearts. It causes us to call out to him, Abba, father. Abba means like daddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that I am a son. I'm not a slave. I'm not a servant. I'm a son of the most high God. So when I pray, I'm praying like, oh my, my daddy loves me. When Jesus prayed, he didn't say God. He said, Father. He said he prayed to the Father. He he was praying to, and that's how we're supposed to pray. We pray to our Father that these miracles remind us that our Father loves us and that he is willing to manifest his glory in our lives so that we can experience his power and be delivered from the things of this world. He heals sickness, not because, well, if if he didn't care, he could be like, well, it doesn't matter. This person was going to go to heaven anyway. They could just deal with that sickness while they're in the earth. No, he was like, I don't, I'm, you're my son, you're my daughter. I don't want you to deal with that sickness. He healed the sickness because he loves us, right? He, he dealt with, he opened blind eyes because he loves us. He opened deaf ears because he loves us. It was the manifestation of God's love in the miracles. So when you see the miracles of Jesus and you meditate and you medicate on those things, it will cause you to meditate on the love of God. God loves me. Say that. Say God loves me. God loves me 
and I know it. And then it also serves as a reminder that we have spiritual authority. Jesus operated with a level of spiritual authority and he gave us power and authority, not just power, but power and authority, not just authority, but power and authority. He gave us the badge and the gun. The badge is I have the authority. The gun is I have the power, right? So he gave us the power and the authority to operate in his name. So we're not just supposed to marvel at the miracles. We're supposed to believe God for those very same miracles to operate in us, with us, through us, for us, by us. And so, so when we believe in that type of power, we will not be afraid. What shall I be afraid of? I mean, a thousand can fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. Come on, Psalms 91. Why? Because I have made the Lord, even the most high, my dwelling place and my habitation. And so no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Why? I'm believing God. I believe that God can do anything. I believe that God has the power to do anything. And I believe that that very same power will be manifested in my life. So the miracles of Jesus help us to just believe God for the supernatural, to operate in his power and authority. And as I've been teaching you for the last couple of days, they also remind us that there is a kingdom that is not of this world. Oh, glory to God, that there's this supernatural kingdom and that we are in the kingdom and the kingdom is in us. And so I'm in the kingdom and the kingdom is in me. And so in the kingdom of God, God is a God of power, of healing, of virtue. And he's also the God of justice and recompense. And so I can go to my king when things are not when, when I'm being done wrong down here in this world, I can take my case and plead it before the ultimate judge and the supreme ruler. I can take it to the king. My God is a God of justice and recompense. I can go to God and I can believe that, listen, God, I want you to manifest. Hey, this is wrong and I need you to make it right. And knowing that God has the power to do it and there's this invisible kingdom that is not of this world, but this kingdom will manifest itself in our lives, in this world, in ways that we can see. So these miracles, they serve as a reminder of God's love, his character, his power, his grace, his kingdom, all of these things. So the miracles matter to us today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did it back then. He will do it for you. Say amen to that. Why the miracles matter. So what does this mean for you today? That was all the setup. What does this mean for you today? I have seven things to share with you in this morning. These won't be very long, you know, just kind of seven quick things. As I share these with you, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? All right, seven things. Number one, here we go. Miracles demonstrate God's compassion and his care for his children. Put in the chat, God loves me. Put in the chat, God loves me and I know it. All oh, the miracles remind me that I am the beloved of God. Oh, glory to God that he loves me. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus went around comforting the hurting. Jesus showed deep compassion and personal concern for us. This shows the heart of the father towards his children. Jesus cares about us. The miracles of Jesus shows us that God cares not just about our physical needs, but our emotional needs and our spiritual well-being. God loves us just the way we are. Listen, look at me for a minute. God loves you just the way you are but he loves you too much to leave you that way. If you are living beneath God's best, God loves you too much to leave you that way. He loves you even if you're beneath his best, 
but he loves you too much to leave you there. He will grab you and pull you up by his amazing love because he loves you. The miracles remind us that God loves us. Say amen to that. Number two, miracles reveal God's power and authority. And so Jesus went around and he exercised. I'm going to deal with this tomorrow, I believe. I'm going to show you like the categories of the miracles. But I mean, Jesus exercised power and authority over sickness, over disease, over the laws of this world, over all types of things. So over lack, over poverty. And so the miracles of Jesus demonstrate God's power and authority over supernatural forces, over natural laws, over anything, anything that's holding you back. There's nothing God can't do. The power of God can supersede the laws of this world. The power of God can supersede anything. Why is that important? Well, as you meditate and meditate on the miracles of God, on the miracles of Jesus and the power of God that can supersede anything, it will help you when you are facing a circumstance or a situation. When the doctor tells you something, the lawyer tells you something, the bank tells you something, the school tells you something, your boss tells you something and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm reminded that God can do anything. I'm reminded that I can face life's challenges in faith without a doubt without wavering, knowing that the power and the authority of Jesus is made available to me. There's nothing God can't do, and God lives in me. Therefore, there's nothing I can't do. I believe in a God who can do anything. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, say, I'm a believer and not a doubter. Put in the chat, I walk by faith and not by fear. I believe that God can do anything. Number three, the miracles confirm the reality of the kingdom of God. The miracles, as Jesus was going around telling people, remember, Jesus only had one message. And even when he sent his disciples out, he told them, you only have one message. What is that message? The kingdom of God is at hand. And as he was going around preaching the kingdom of God, he was telling everyone that there's a kingdom that is not of this world. He was saying, I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. And the miracles validated what he was saying when he was saying, watch this. Oh, you need to see down here. You were born blind. You have no ability to see the doctors can't help you. But I have a kingdom that is not of this world. And let me go and grabs out of that kingdom and manifest a healing and bam, blind eyes are open. What was he saying? There's a kingdom that is not of this world. There's there's an invisible kingdom that will manifest itself in your life in ways that you can see. The miracles of Jesus were glimpses of the kingdom of God breaking into this world. Glimpses of the kingdom of God manifesting itself in this world. Listen, you you oftentimes just need to be reminded that there is a kingdom that is not of this world that will supersede the laws and the limits of this world. The laws and the limits of this world are no longer an issue for us. Why? Because we're in the kingdom and the kingdom is in us. Put in the, put in the chat, the laws and the limits of this world can no longer confine me. The laws of this world, God can supersede it. The limits of this world, God can supersede it. Why? Because I'm in a kingdom that is not of this world. So this helps us to believe in God and in his kingdom to the point where we can pray for God's kingdom reality to manifest in our in our lives, in ourselves, in our family, with our children, in our community, and the world. Like, like you can pray for kingdom impact. Why? Because you believe that there's a kingdom that is not of this world and that you are in that kingdom now. You're not in that kingdom someday when you die and go to heaven. No, put in the chat, kingdom now. I'm in the kingdom and I'm in the kingdom of God right now. Number four, miracles affirm to us 
the promise of eternal life. Listen, let's be honest. There are people that are afraid of getting on a plane. They're not afraid of flying. They're afraid of dying. You know what I'm saying? They're afraid of dying. Jesus said, the book of Hebrews says that, that Jesus came to deliver them who all their lifetime have been submitted to the bondage of the fear of death. There are people that live with the fear of death. There are people that live with the fear of death because they, they, they're not sure what's going to happen after they die. There's some people that think that, hey, when you die, that's it, like game over. No, but, but the miracles of Jesus reminded us that there is life after death. The miracles of Jesus affirmed to us what is going to happen after we die? Not only did Jesus talk about heaven, not only did Jesus talk about eternal life, not, not only did Jesus talk about it, but he manifested it. He exercised rule and power and authority over death. Jesus raised three people from the dead. One of them had been dead and stinking for four days. He raised them from the dead as a reminder and as an encouragement of eternal life. Though you die, you shall rise again. Death for us. Watch this. If you're born again, you've done all the dying you are going to do. Rick Pina, I'm dead to self, and I've done all the dying I am going to do. For me, when I die, when this body stops breathing, and, and I walk out of this body, like if I have on a jacket and I take the jacket off and I walk out of the jacket, the jacket falls down to the ground. Well, one day when I when I when this body stops breathing and I die, if I'm standing up, this body is just going to fall to the ground like the jacket. And I'm just going to walk out of it because the real me is a spirit. And so for me, when I die, that's just moving day. Glory to God. That's just graduation day. I just transfer. I just move from earth to glory, from time to eternity, from mortal to immortality. I've done all the dying I'm going to do. Jesus took the sting out of death. Jesus robbed the grave of his victory. Jesus exercised authority over death. The resurrection of those three people and the resurrection of Jesus is a reminder to us that we shall live again and we will live forever and we will forever be with the Lord. So he took the sting out of death. You don't need to be afraid of dying. For you, that's graduation day. Say amen to that. Glory to God, man. So, so yeah, you should not live with the fear of death. Number five, miracles encourage personal transformation. What, let me explain. When you see a manifestation of the glory of God, like with your own eyes, when you are somewhere, like I, I've seen it happen so many times, where the power of God hits somebody, and let's say like, you know, a back is healed or eyes are healed or ears are open or whatever. Uh, uh, when the power of God hits somebody and it's manifested like that, there are people present that when they see it with their own eyes, it just causes them to repent. Like they're like, oh my God, there's a God. Oh my God, there's a God. So it's like, like when, when Jesus provided Peter the net breaking, boat sinking, load of fish. Remember I dealt with that? And so, so Peter was a fisherman and, 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 and Simon Peter, Jesus gives Simon Peter a net breaking, boat sinking, load of fish because he had sold his time, talent, and treasure into his ministry. What happened? As soon as Peter saw that net breaking, boat sinking, load of fish, Jesus, Peter fell down on his knees and was like, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh my God. When you see the power of God manifested, the miracles of Jesus, when you see a, a miracle manifested right before your very eyes, there are some people that immediately, it just causes them to repent. When Jesus walked up to Zacchaeus, and he looked up to Zacchaeus and he called him by name. He said, your name is Zacchaeus. He was like, oh, yeah, how you know my name? He said, come on down here. And he went to his house and he spent time with him. The manifestation of the glory of God to Zacchaeus caused him to repent. I'm saying, listen, the miracles serve as a reminder. 
that, that there is a God. And oftentimes when people get the realization, it's like the light comes on. They see th- something they can't explain and they go, oh my God, there's a God. Oh God, oh God, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, they go, oh, like I didn't believe it before, but I believe it now. There's a God. Listen, people need to know that there is a God. There's a God. God is true. God is sitting on the circle of the earth and the manifestations of his glory will remind people or show people or prove to people that there is a God and it will lead people to repentance. Say amen to that. That's why another reason why the miracles matter. Number six, miracles show us the power of faith. Put in the chat, the power of faith. We are the just, you and I, and we are called and commanded to walk and live by faith. Jesus operated in faith. Jesus stood in front of the impossible and Jesus called down the impossible to be possible. And so why, how did he do it? He did that by faith and we're supposed to live the same way. Jesus is our ultimate example. He operated in faith in every miracle. He expected the supernatural to be natural to him. And that's how we're supposed to live. God is not bothered. Like, I I, I don't get this. Like some people, oh, I don't want to bother God with that. No, God is not bothered when you pray. God is not bothered when you invoke his involvement. God is not bothered. He actually wants you to do it. God is not bothered when you're praying for you, your family, your children, your community, your state, and the world. God wants you to do it. God wants you to lift up uh, uh, your nation. God wants you to pray for those who are in authority. God wants you to pray for your community. God wants you to stand in the gap. God is unbothered by it because he wants you to do it. Listen, the miracles remind us that there's a God in heaven that that wants to manifest, but we have to pray in faith without a doubt, without wavering, which leads me to my seventh and last point, final point for today. Miracles foster a sense of wonder and gratitude, and they create a desire for us to pray. When you see a miracle, when you see something happen with your own eyes that you cannot explain, it it fosters this environment of wonder and awe and it causes you to want to pray. Listen, I got hit by a car when I was three years old. My father divorced my mother when I was three. And um, I was on, um, what is this? New Jersey Avenue in uh, East New York, Brooklyn. And I was playing with my God brother. And I was playing with my God brother. He threw the ball. The ball went into the street. I ran into, I'm three years old. I ran into the street. Boom, I got hit by a 1975 Lincoln Continental. Those things were built like a tank, like no fiberglass. That thing was like steel, you know? So I got hit, I'm three years old. I got hit so hard as a kid that I slid under a van. And they run out into the street. My mother is is freaking out. She runs out there. She's thinking to herself, I just lost my husband. I'm about to lose my son. I'm in this country. I don't know English, you know, all of this stuff. All of this is going through her head. And one of my uncles was like, they couldn't find me. And he looks under van. I was under van. They slide me out from under the van. And I'm I'm unconscious and I have blood coming out of my ears and my nose and my mouth. And and I'm just sitting there like lifeless with blood coming out of my ears, my nose, and my mouth. So there's obviously internal bleeding. They think maybe a head injury. But of course, you know, my mom didn't know none of that. So they flagged down a cab. My mom grabs me, jumps into the cab. I'm bleeding. There's blood all over me. There's blood all over her. And they rush us to the hospital. That's not part of today's word, but I just feel led to share this story to make this point. And as we're getting to the hospital, she takes me. 
And she dedicated, she, she lifted me up to the Lord. And she said, Lord, if you would spare my son, I will give him to you. And when she lifted me up like this, I woke up. It's like she said, Lord, I'm like, I don't want to lose him. I'm giving him to you. I give him to you, God. And when she did that, I woke up. And when we got to the hospital, I was three years old. And the doctors, and so they did no triage. When they got to the emergency room, they just saw the blood on me, saw the blood on her and rushed my mother. They grabbed me and rushed me to the back. And so they cut all the, they take me to the back. They cut all the clothes off of me. And, and they come out to my mother and they ask my mother, well, what happened? And, you know, my mother doesn't know English. So there was a translator. So she explains what happened. And, and so they go back and they check me again and they come back to my mother and they ask her with a translator again. And she explains it again and they go back and they check me again and they come back the third time and they ask again. And it was like, maybe it's the translator. This is not. And she said, what's going on? Why, why you keep asking me the same questions? They said, well, ma'am, I don't know. I don't know what to say. We can see the blood on you. We could see the blood on his clothes, but we can't find nothing wrong with this boy. He has no cuts, no bruises, no internal bleeding. Nothing is wrong with this boy. Nothing whatsoever. We can't explain it. And so they kept me for three days. I'm 50 years old. I've never had an IV in my body. I've never spent the night in the hospital other than that event. And they kept me for three days, two nights for observation. And all I remember was eating ice cream in the hospital. Nothing happened to me. Nothing. Why? Because it was the power of God. Listen, when, 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 when something like that happens, it causes people to want to know God. It causes people like that is unexplainable. It is un, you cannot explain that. The doctor said the only thing we could say is it's a miracle. Like the doctors were like, this is something you cannot explain. This is something that it doesn't make any sense. We see the blood on you. We see the blood on his clothes. There's nothing wrong with this kid. And, and, and here I am having fun in the hospital. When the manifestation of the power of God happens on this planet, then people are in awe. And when they're in awe, what happens? They call out upon God. Why do the miracles matter to us today? Because people want to know that there's a God. Listen, man, I've been through too much. Forget my notes. I'm just going to close with this. Look, I've been through too much. Like, you can't tell me that there's no God. Like, like you could, you could try to whatever you want, but you can't tell me that there's not a God. I've seen, I've experienced too much. I've been through too much. I was shot at with a, with a sawed off shotgun. I've had, gun, I had a 357 Magnum placed in my head when I was 11 years old. I've been through all types of stuff. It was the hand of God that was on my life. God was shielding me and protecting me for my life's purpose. I've seen through much too much experience, too much. God has healed people with these hands. I've seen healing take place. I've seen ears open. I've seen cancer removed. I've seen it. Like, I, like you can't, you can't tell me that there's no God. Why? Why do the miracles matter to us today? Because people want to know that there's a God in heaven and that he's real. There's a real God who manifests himself in real ways to real people for his glory. Listen, the miracles matter because God is God. And he wants to show people that he's not a man and he's not limited to the things of this world. So I, that last point there was not in my notes, the way that I shared it, but I shared it the way that God wanted me to share it. I pray that that was a blessing to you. <laughs> You're going to need to share that with somebody. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I declare that I am deeply loved by you. Your compassion is evident for me in the miracles of Jesus. 
I am never beyond your reach. The same power and authority that worked in Jesus is working in me. I face every challenge without fear, in faith, without a doubt, without wavering. I trust in your power. And I live my life with a spirit of gratitude and wonder. I recognize the miraculous every day of my life. And I am thankful for your limitless blessings. I believe in the power of prayer and I continually invoke your involvement in my life and in my community. There's nothing you can't do and you live in me. Therefore, I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to today's word. Why wouldn't you sign up to get my notes? You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I shared my heart on that last point. I pray that that was a blessing to you. So please do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if that was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. God is real, y'all, and God loves you. Have a blessed day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.